Welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley and joined alongside Logan Plant. Woo! What's up, Kevin? <laughs> Nothing much. <laughs> Zach? I'm also hyped for the show, just not as much. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I don't show it on the outside. I am always hyped for some Ode to Games. We have a lot of news to talk about later in the show, a new release date for a game, a new announcement of a game that we have uh, talked about about a month ago, so we'll dig into that. But first, why don't we start with uh, just what we've been playing over the last week. Zach, we'll start with you. What have you been up to? Okay, so basically the only game that I've put some significant amount of time into is Persona 5. And I'm glad for that. Yep, because it was off of your recommendations, and it's... It's quite the undertaking. It's a huge, huge game. I don't think I've ever played a game that has that long of a main story to complete. I'm 10 hours in, and that's about a tenth of the way through the game. Approximately, yeah. yeah. I don't know when I'm going to finish it, <laughs> but I know I'll get there eventually. And I, it's, it's been an experience. It's really fun. You know, I really like the turn-based combat yeah. system, it, because that used to be how Final Fantasy was. And the last Final Fantasy I played was 10, and they still had that system in it. And I really enjoyed that. And I wasn't a huge fan of the action base, like the new Nino Kuni is, you know, stuff like that. But um, the music is something that I'm really into yeah. because I really love Atlas games, specifically Catherine. And my favorite part about Catherine was the music. Yeah, Persona 5 has an incredible Just, soundtrack. It's so good. Just what, listening like, to it. What style of music? Um, jazzy, jazzy kind of funk sort funk of stuff. Jazz, yeah, Ooh. it's yeah, Ooh. It's, it's really it's good. Super good. I recommend you just like go take a listen to some of the tracks. It's That'll really make me good. want to play it, and I don't have a hundred <laughs> hours to throw. I also here. don't have a hundred hours, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, the battle system is really cool. Not only being able to exploit weaknesses of enemies, but also having that. It's not Pokemon esque, but it's yeah. the collecting of the personas. Yeah. to be able to kind of switch up your play styles whenever you want. Uh, I like the combining the aspect cool. where you can combine personas if yeah. you're high enough level. I haven't mm-hmm. really delved into that a whole lot, but I do like the sound of that. Yeah, it's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be a, a little bit of a collect-a-thon to try and find all those the, all those guys that you yeah. want to uh, fuse together. But that can give you some really powerful personas because if you get the two together, then you can fuse to create one that is pretty high level for where you're at sometimes okay so it can really help the only thing i'm worried about is the time management because i can't even do that in my real life so (laughs) we'll see how that goes it was never too challenging and i'm also one that doesn't really like uh having those hard deadlines in something but i never found that it was too hard to balance and get things done in time i never had an issue of like oh i've got like two days left i need to get all the way through the palace I never really ran into anything like that, so I think yeah. you'll be fine. It gives you enough time to be pretty good. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, other than that, the only thing... Well, actually, Logan and I recently, after a while, finished Horizon Zero Dawn. You want to talk yeah, about that? I do. I loved that game. It was very, very good. So if you forgot, that's the game where Zach and I are passing it off every single minute. We pass the controller. We had a timer... That would just say cycle complete every 60 seconds and we would quickly uh, throw the controller to the other person. I actually think we got pretty good at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At passing the controller. Like the first few times we sat down to play, it was daunting, but it just felt right. Like at the end, it's like, all right, here we go. Even in the final battle, which was awesome. That Mm -hmm. final section was super fun. Things were getting really intense, but we were pretty seamlessly transitioning. But that's just such a beautiful game. We had a blast with it. We put in... 21 hours didn't do too much side stuff uh, we'll still go back and do the frozen wilds dlc for sure but uh really liked the story too there was a yeah. lot of it at the end yeah it, it gets really good i yeah. really liked it when it picked up at the end there yeah so that was really fun and i just love the different machines that's my favorite part about it like coming from zelda where i love that game i love it uh, definitely more than horizon as a whole game but the guardians can get a little stale and just having that variety of machines in a horizon of uh, the Thunder Jaws, the Snap Maws, uh, everything. Going it's off, just all yeah. the flying enemies, too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what pulled me in more than more than Zelda did. Because when I sat down to play Horizon Zero Dawn over the, uh, what was it? Uh, that was over the winter. I just plowed through that game. And I think that it was the fact that I was changing things up all the time, facing new stuff all the time. Uh, it was just more interesting to me. And... I think that's what kept me moving on more so than than Zelda did, even though they're both great games. Yeah, they are both fantastic games. It's weird that games like that almost similar came out within two weeks of each other. But yeah, any final thoughts on that game, Zach? 
Uh, yeah, the one thing that I particularly liked about this game was that the grinding was virtually non-existent. It was pretty generous with the leveling system if you just stuck to the main missions. You know, by the end of it, we had that skill tree pretty filled in. Mm -hmm. So we, we were doing most of what we needed to do, you know. We didn't have to go off on side quests and do fetch quests and murder a bunch of robots. We just uh, followed the main story. And we did go in a bit underleveled, but we didn't have too hard of a time finishing the game. So I think that was a pretty nice aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did do some side quests. Saw one yeah. cauldron, I think, mm -hmm. is all. But that cauldron was super cool. Yeah. Uh, did a few other errands for people. Saved a family, you know. Yeah. Was... Olin's family. Yeah. Did what? you guys go and get any of the... Uh, oh, man, I forget what they're called now. But they're basically like memories or the... Uh, screens of what the world looked like before. You're you know? thinking of Breath of the really Wild, cool. Kevin. No, no, they're not. <laughs> I am thinking of Breath of the Wild and the memories, but they have the same thing. And I thought that was really cool is that you'd like go over a, a city or a, or what used to be a stadium and it would show you what it looked like when no, there was we still didn't civilization. Do that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that was because there were the... Uh, the artifact collectibles and then the mechanical flower collectibles. We got and some of those flowers. The... Uh, yeah, the the memories. the memories yeah. they're not memories but okay uh i thought those were really cool just to kind of get an even more fleshed out view of the world and what it looked like before we were so scared of going places that we just fast traveled everywhere <laughs> we were pretty scared yeah there's some scary places in yeah. the world yeah 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 you get uh, to some high level beasts and they yeah. can just wreck your day we still have to go back and kill that snowbird that railed us oh, like man. 10 levels ago that's a pride thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it is he destroyed us yeah um, there's like this village that gets attacked by yep. a bunch of smaller birds, and then you have to go up on the mountain and fight like the the leader of them all. We got destroyed. Yeah, we were way so we're going back. inexperienced when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Get back in there, do that one mission, get out. Yes. That's all we need to yeah. do. And Frozen Wilds. and uh, But yeah, I really liked playing it with someone else. Handing off that controller was really fun. Yeah. But next up for our journey list, I think we're going to tackle Far Cry 5 in the fall probably, is when we'll get to that next. Okay. Zach and my next game will be Far Cry 5, because... Decided I really want to get into that. Nice. Anything else you've been playing, Logan? Yeah, I've been, over to you. Uh, I've been playing Beyond Good and Evil on GameCube. Uh, it's a game I've wanted to play for a really long time, mentioned on the show before. And now all three of us actually own it. Yep. Uh, I bought a PS2 copy, then you found a GameCube copy, Kevin. We traded, and then Zach's like, well, I want it too. <laughs> yeah, so. so I bought it on Steam for 10 bucks. Yep. It, I was surprised to see it on there, but I was also very happy. Yeah, I, I never even checked. Yeah, I, didn't know I know, right? Yeah, but I'm happy I have it on GameCube. Uh, so I've been playing through that, and I'm really, really happy with it so far. I put in about two and a half hours, and a lot of it is very Zelda-like in some of the dungeon gameplay. A lot of partner puzzles, because uh, Jade's partner, Paige, is a really, really funny, like, middle-aged to older pig man. Who's, he's hilarious, and he follows Jade around. And so you have to do a bunch of, like, partner kind of weight puzzles um and like help each other get to different areas to allow the other one through it's pretty cool and the combat's a lot of fun too a lot of it's just mashing a but you can hit y and page will do like kind of a ground pound where he just like stomps his head into the ground and then it goes into slow-mo and this big reticle appears on the screen for jade's uh spear and you can quickly aim it and then hit a uh, on the enemy you want and then it'll usually kill it and sometimes it'll solve environmental puzzles so that combat's really cool the story's also really interesting. Uh, it's kind of about alien invasion, but then this like kind of galactic government comes in to try and help the planet that's being invaded, and Jade doesn't know if she should actually trust these people that are, look like they're trying to help because some like rebels are like they're actually doing some bad stuff with like enslaving and kidnapping, and so it's really like murky. And I think that's why it's called like Beyond Good and Evil. It's because it's not clear anymore like who's on what side. So it's been it's been really fun. Uh, the last thing I'll make note of is there's a picture-taking mechanic because Jade is a photojournalist and there's this person who, in a time of war, is trying to document all of the species on the planet before some go endangered or extinct or whatnot. And so you have to, before you go in and slaughter the monsters, it's kind of hypocritical because you're taking pictures to preserve these things and then you're like, all right, time to die. Yeah. You, you take a picture of them and send it off and that's how you earn money. Uh, and it's just been really cool. That's something I not think about. I don't think about a lot. I was playing with someone, and uh, she was watching me, and I was just going and killing them. She's like, "Take a picture! Take a picture!" I'm like, "Oh, yep, yep." And so you have to sprint away because it's not something that's like second nature to do. It's just like, well, there's enemies, go fight them. And up first, you have to 
take a photo of them. And there's camera upgrades too to make that process easier. So there's a lot of really cool progression systems. It's it's really fun. I'm excited to get back into it soon. Yeah, I'm excited to, to give that game a try whenever that may be. I have no idea when I'm going to get to it, but I am excited to, to pop that in and, yeah. and give it a try. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. We also played a couple hours Monster Hunter. We finally killed an Anjanath together. <sighs> we did. Good. Yeah, good. with the help yeah. of, a, of another person. Yeah, yeah. We send flare. It so, I think that sounds flare. more pathetic than it actually is. We haven't played in like a month or so, so yeah. it's not like we've been trying for the last oh, month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that game's super fun. Yeah. Like, you forget how fun that game is when you take a break from it. Yeah, I'm excited to get back into it again because they have that uh, spring festival going on. Yeah. With a bunch of uh, exclusive quests and Mega Man costume and is stuff. Is a Mega Man costume? Yeah. I don't know if that's... It's for your Palico, uh, right? Oh, yeah, then. and then it has like different musical things depending on your weapon. And there is a lot of cosmetic DLC for Monster Hunter on the PlayStation Store. Like uh, when I was looking through the PlayStation Store just to see what was happening, in my recommended section was ma- mainly Persona Five and Monster Hunter cosmetic DLC because there's so much of it. It's just is it surprising. paid? Pay DLC? It's yeah. yeah, it's paid DLC. It's like five bucks for a pack or a dollar for a watcher can i get the watcher palico i don't know i honestly don't miss that yeah Yeah. i really want that but i mean in that first like couple of weeks we didn't put in the 40 50 hours that some people did (laughs) i'll just go do that watcher quest instantly and destroy them we also played through a couple hours of secret of mana and unlike monster hunter you you don't forget how good that game is when you don't play it yeah you completely forget about that game yeah it is I, I feel bad because, like, there are things that I want to like about that game, but it, it, there's just, like, so much jank, so much modern jank, and then other things that they didn't bother updating for the modern times. They did go back yeah. Yeah. with a patch and uh, actually give item descriptions, which is incredibly helpful, mm-hmm. but just not knowing what to do a lot of the time or where to go. The combat is still really weird and delayed in terms they, of yeah, they hit did detection. Make hit detection a bit smoother, but it's still not perfect. Yeah. And it's just it just disappoints me because I want it to be better. What's dawning on me is how tiny that world is. And that's something yeah. the three oh, of us talked oh, about. Yeah. It's like, all right, go back to the water temple again. Oh, go go to the nave. Yeah, it's like Gaia's navel. Yeah. Back, back to the water temple. We've been like bouncing back and forth between three different yeah. locations. After yeah, like two hours, we realized there's like three had, places in this game. Yeah, we had to go to the nave, and then we had to go back to that main town to go defeat the wizard, and then we had to go back up to the water temple, then go back to the nave, then go back to the water temple again. It was just like, oh my god! And you're and you're traveling through these areas with these horribly weak enemies where <laughs> you're not getting any experience. Yeah. So it's like, is it even worth fighting? But if you don't, then you're probably going to be a little underleveled. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But you guys need to level up your magic, but it goes away so quickly that you can't yeah. waste it on all these yeah. pathetic things. And so then the magic's pretty underleveled. Yeah, because at this point, we only have like 11 or 12 MP. So at most, you can cast like four or five things until you're out of MP. It, and we also haven't found any MP restoring items yet. No, we haven't, which is ridiculous. And we're like four and a half, five hours in or something. Mm, yeah, that that game's weird. I'm too prideful to not beat it, and I'm the one that bought it. So also, it's not that long, according no. to yeah. how long to. We're beat. gonna beat it. We are going to beat it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, game disappoints me. <laughs> yeah, I would never play it alone. I would never play that alone. It's like if I wasn't playing with you guys, just pick a different game. That's something you say a lot, Kevin. It's like I could just be playing a yeah. better RPG. Yeah. Uh, well, a- as I get into what I've been playing, that's kind of what I was thinking when I was playing uh, a Secret of Man, and we booted that up. I'm like I could just be playing Nino Kuni Two. It's a better game. It's a better RPG. The only reason to play Secret of Man is that it's a multiplayer RPG if yeah. you don't have another one on hand. And there's still other ones. Any of the Tales games. Eternal Sonata. is another one. And nowadays, there are options for multiplayer uh, JRPGs. So, Poor Secret of Mana is a little bit outclassed now. Yep. Have we ever talked about Eternal Sonata before? Because that's a game we played together and had a great time. <laughs> we did. We had a great time. Uh, yeah, we should, uh, we should talk about that at some yeah, point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but as for me, this last week, I've just been uh, playing more of Nino Kuni 2. I'm still having a fantastic time with it. I really do like the combat system. I love building up the kingdom. Uh, I love the world. It's it's still a gorgeous world in that style of Studio Ghibli. The story is still disappointing me because it's it's almost like the same thing happens at every single kingdom because uh, basically for the kings or queens of these kingdoms, they have a king's bond with a ginormous monster that 
basically gives them the right almost to be uh, the ruler. Yeah. And there's this guy going around and stealing their uh, king's bonds. So it happens in every single place. They're being manipulated by someone, and then he just steals it every single time. Oh, it's just rinse and repeat? Pretty much. I mean, there's slight variations depending on where you go because, you know, Ding Dong Dell, you go back to your old kingdom, and there's that whole uh, dynamic. But um, there's you don't spend enough time at each place for it to have too much weight. Okay. So... As much as I, I love uh, the combat system and the and the kingdom building, the story is a little bit disappointing. And I can see someone who doesn't like the kingdom building aspect being kind of disappointed with the game. Because uh, I'm, I'm having a great time. But if you don't like that, that's a fair amount of the game. And the story is just not really doing it for me. Maybe I am, I'm right before what I think is like the final area with the main villain. So maybe the story is really going to pick up at the end. I hope so. But um, but as it is now, the story is a, a little bit <laughs> a little bit samey. And there's also two areas that I've been to like a grand total of like ten minutes. There's a desert area That's and a weird. snow area. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a lot after this final boss because one of the quests was oh well we need to get this sword back so go to the desert and get some items okay go over there spend like five minutes grabbing these items come back and they're like all right now you need to go and and offer the or get the sword. And you just go to the snow place and go in a temple and you come out. And I, was huh. like, I don't know if there's more to do in these places, yeah, that's but interesting. there's no, I haven't found any towns <laughs> in those places. It, it just feels like the world could have been a little bit more fleshed out. Um, I've put in about 30 hours, 33 hours, but there could stand to be either more interesting kingdoms or like another kingdom or two. Um, and I, and I, I have a lot of criticisms with it, but. Don't get me wrong, I'm still really enjoying it. I'm having a great time, but there's things that I do wish were a little bit better with it. Yeah. But still having a good time, having having a lot of fun, and want to finish it. I do want to see if there's a bigger payoff at the end, uh, if there's any form of buildup, because there is some intrigue with this this final villain and his motives, so hopefully it can <laughs> deliver on that a little bit. Yep. It seems like a very different experience from the first one. It is. Yeah. It It is kind of weird. Um since the kingdom building aspect and recruiting these um, uh, your your citizens is such a huge part of the game, it's it, it is a big departure if you're going from the first game because it just is an entirely new thing that takes a large precedent of the game. But if you enjoy it like I do, it's a bunch of fun. If you don't, you know, yeah. you'll be disappointed. Yeah. But yeah, I look forward to hopefully finishing that this week and being able to talk about that more next week. Cool. So, yeah. That is what we've been playing, and now why don't we hop into the news with some release dates and new game announcements. All right, well, Kevin, ever since I met you, I've been really, really excited for one game on PS4, Spider-Man PS4, and it finally has a release date. I feel like this game has been announced for three years now at this point. It's been a while. I don't think it's been quite three years, has it? Well, maybe I just heard about it a bit late, but I am super excited for this game. Yeah, it's coming out September 7th on PlayStation 4 exclusively, and it looks really really good what have you guys thought of what you've seen of the gameplay um i think okay so what i've seen i think it has a fairly similar combat system to the uh, arkham series from batman i don't know if you guys have ever played the arkham series i've dabbled in asylum and city but never okay. gotten really into it yeah well um i've played all of them and uh i've always said that that series has had one of the best combat systems it's like flows really really well and from what i've seen um of the like combat in the new spider-man game it looks like it flows really really well so i think i'm gonna that's one of the biggest aspects i'm looking forward to is the combat system in that mm -hmm. game um because it is a superhero game and you got to fight the bad guys and i i hope the story is good but the main thing i'm gonna be looking at is the combat system yeah i'm really excited for that too and not just combat but traversal because oh, yeah absolutely something we've talked about is that in every spider-man game we've played it's kind of like he can just throw his webs to the sky and go mm, anywhere. Catch but, the clouds. Yeah, exactly. But it looks really involved, but it doesn't look involved to the point where it's going to be chunky. It looks fluid. And I can just, I think it's going to like feel very skillful when you're kind of just rolling through New York City, just uh, slinging to a window, running up walls. I'm That's what I'm most excited for. This game has a lot of potential. So I'm, mm, yeah. I'm, I've got a high expectations, yeah. especially since I'm such a fan of the franchise because I really like the movies. And Spider-Man as a whole, a very good character. I've never really delved into the comics. I've never been much of a comic guy, but yeah. Spider-Man has always been an interesting character. 
Yeah, and he's one of my favorite superheroes too, mostly from the movies. Never really played a game, yeah. except uh, Lego Marvel superheroes. Spider-Man was my favorite one to be. Yeah. But what really excites me about this is that they keep emphasizing that it's an older Peter Parker. He's not 16. He's yeah. not in high school. We're not going to watch Uncle Ben get shot on the street again for the fifth time. Yeah, uh, He's experienced. He's older. And it looks like his kind of motives, what drives him, is going to be a little different than kind of the punk Spider-Man we're used to seeing. That's, I think, definitely the best route to take because every media outlet has done young Peter Parker. I don't want to see young mm-hmm. Peter Parker anymore. I'm pretty sick of it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. There's also a collector's edition that you two need to keep my button away from yeah. ordering. Do not I order that. I can't. can't press it. It's $150. It's been in my cart. It's been in my cart. Get the thing out of it's your cart. It's a gross <laughs> amount of money. Yeah. Uh, it's $150 for all the DLC when it's when it comes out. There's three packs that will be released post-launch. Like story DLC? I, I don't know I exactly would, what the DLC okay. is. I hope so. But or, you don't know. I believe I it is story DLC. You don't know. It's called Spider-Man City That Never Sleeps DLC. I feel like it's Is that story. just one of the packs, or is that what the it, whole like it just oh, DLC okay. trilogy is? Oh, is it about. says, sorry, it says post-launch story chapters okay, and cool. characters yep. and suits. So yeah. It's, it's yeah, so you get a bunch of other stuff. But yeah. yeah, that would, would not make sense if there was no extra stories. Yeah. You get a white spider sticker. You Ooh, get a... How big sticker. is the sticker? Is it, um, it's just like a little... sticker. <laughs> it looks like it's... Whoa! Four like, inches tall. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. I was doing math with yeah. the box. I yeah. was like, "Are you like a foot and a half?" Then there's a statue. They're not showing what the statue looks so like. So you're gonna get him, and he's just like an alien. Yeah, <laughs> just not even Spider-Man. They're, they're revealing the statue this summer, which I think is what weird. when the game comes out. Oh, it comes out in September. Oh, okay, so I feel like July, maybe E3 or something. But but it's like with, with these things, it's, it was already sold out on Amazon when mm-hmm. we checked. So it's like. You just got to go on blind faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to jump on some of these things. The thing I want the most is the custom steelbook, but there's not a steelbook edition, which is lame sauce. That, you that's can, really yeah. sad. Yeah. And then yeah. it comes with an art book, and I'm also a sucker for art book. It also comes with the pre-order bonus Spidey suit pack, uh, drone gadget, and Spider-Man avatar theme, and five extra skill points. So five pay to win. Yeah. Pay to win. Just going to be so OP. I got all the skills <laughs> <Yeah>. instantly as <laughs> yeah. I start. But I'm so hyped for this game. Comes out in September. Kevin, are you at all interested in this one? I mean, I have not played too many superhero games. The last one I remember is, I think, playing the original Spider-Man on Xbox. So um, I have I didn't really play any of the Batman games, mm-hmm. and I've never been super into superheroes. But uh, it is a game that I have been curious about. I don't know if it's something that I'll pick up right away, but it is something that I want to experience at some point. Yeah. It's one of those games I think where I'll wait and make sure that the hype is real mm-hmm. and it's actually a good game. Yeah. Um, but if it is, I definitely want to give it a shot. Getting that on launch. It's like the reason I got a PS4 is for Spider-Man. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. That is the you reason. talked about it. Yeah, I remember you talking about that yeah. when, like right before you got your PS4. It's like, yeah. this game. Spider-Man. And, and it's we were like, it's never going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I remember there, the first time they showed gameplay, it was like a lot of QTEs, and people were like, eh, but the most recent time, it's, yeah. it's looking finished. It looks awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right. Also coming out in September, long oh. rumored, finally confirmed. Talked about it on the show earlier. Yeah, we did. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy, first three original PlayStation 1 games coming out on September 21st on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Zach, you have the most experience with Spyro. How hyped are you for this? I am so excited. I recently made the purchase for the Insane Trilogy because I was also a big fan of Crash. I haven't actually delved into it yet because I've Got a lot on my plate at the moment. Yeah, and also, then you voluntarily picked up 100 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun 100 hours, though. Kevin did play some of my Crash Bandicoot copy, though, and I'm yeah. sure you had a good time. I did. Crash 1 is not easy at times, but it's still a really solid platform. I love hard platformers, so I should play Crash. Yeah, definitely play but, it. But um, back when I was a kid and I my grandparents had a PS1, and whenever I went over to spend time at their place, I would just... Your grandparents had a PS1? Yeah, it oh, was that's weird. That's cool. Yeah. Were they big gamers, or was it no, just some random was, thing that they had? So there was like this the little um, playroom where the me, my brother, and my cousins would just spend time, and when we were at our grandparents' house, and there was just a PS1 with a little analog TV. It was weird. Yeah, it was a good time. That's cool. Do you think they ever touched it besides when they brought it in? Like, I doubt it. <laughs> it's like, well, here it is. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it was just there, so I played it. And um, one of the games I spent a lot of time on, I don't particularly remember putting a lot of time into the first two, but Year of the Dragon, I definitely had a lot of experience with. Um, I think Spyro is a game 
like one of the first actual games I played that had really um, like interesting and like unique characters that I was really into because there was like there was this cheetah. I forgot. I think his name was like Swiper Chester. Sniper, Chester. <laughs> Chester Cheetah. I don't know. But he, he was really cool. And there was like this bear who wore a suit and had a monocle. And you would just pay him to like get places because he's like Mr. Moneybags. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure that well, was Well, yeah. Name. Everyone who wears a monocle is rich. Yeah. And I was just like, man, these characters are so unique and cool. And playing this platformer as this cool little spunky dragon. And I just, I really fell in love with the series. And they haven't really done anything with it since the PS1 because they did a bunch of well, bad they, PS2 games. They, I mean, they did a lot with the series, oh, just they not did anything a lot. good. They did no good with the series. <laughs> I don't know who picked it up, but nothing ever happened with it. And he was starting to fade from existence until Skylanders happened, which was originally Spyro's... Spyro's New Adventure? Spyro's like New Adventure. Yeah, is that what it was originally called? It wasn't was really... Is that the first... I, no, isn't that or, the first... It's Skylanders, Spyro's New Adventure. It's the oh. first Skylanders, I think. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then eventually Skylanders became its own thing. I don't know if it's still mm -hmm. a thing. Spyro's still there, but... Because I know... I mean, they just want to try and sell the things. Yeah. Toys and stuff, so yeah. it's like... Can't just sell Spyro. We gotta sell a bunch mm -hmm. of these things. And right before the Insane Trilogy came out, they introduced Crash as a Skylander, and that was kind of his resurgence. I don't know if that was related to the Insane Trilogy coming out. Like it was like, announced the same day. Was so it really? Was <laughs> oh, Crash coming okay. to Skylanders, Crash Trilogy. It Got was, it. It was awesome. Yep. So um, I am absolutely looking forward to this. It's only forty dollars, which is a what a good remaster price. I wouldn't pay more than forty dollars for a good remaster, but. I, I probably would, depending on the game. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? But, how, how strong the nostalgia is. Yeah, yeah pretty much. But um, yeah, I, that's my take on it. I'm super excited. How about you guys? Yeah, well, first I just want to mention that two days before this announcement, IGN released a story saying they received a package in the mail, and it was a purple scaly egg, and it said something big is coming, I think, and then it was signed Falcon McBob. And a couple days before, people discovered a Twitter account called Falcon McBob, uh, and it was at Spiral the Dragon. Mm -hmm. And it only and the Crash account only followed fourteen accounts, and one of the ones it followed was Falcon McBob. And so people knew a couple days before, unless it was the most elaborate prank of all time. Yeah, yeah. that'd be insane. But yeah, so and, that, and this has also been rumored for a while mm -hmm. too. So yeah. I mean, the eggs didn't come. At, well, I mean, the eggs were weird, but like mm -hmm. Spyro didn't come as a super big surprise. Yeah. I think there was like this um, Easter egg in the Insane Trilogy where if you do the certain button sequence in the menu, it starts playing Spyro music, and I think that's when people first realized okay, that something's yeah. probably going to happen. Yeah, but I think the egg was a good way to reignite the curiosity because reignite. of those like. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Uh, because when it was rumored, people were like, oh, yeah, Spyro's coming back. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. So I think mm -hmm. that, like this yeah. weird egg was mm -hmm. a good marketing ploy. And Yeah, for me, growing up as a Nintendo boy, I never had the opportunity to play the original Crash. You did have the games. opportunity because the Crash Bandicoot Spyro crossover was on game boy advance yeah, I never <laughs> all i'm saying up. you had but, the opportunity yeah, and then a lot of spyro games came to like ds yeah, and Wii, yeah but not the real spyro i played a couple of them but i always really wanted to get into spyro i just think his design is so cool he's always been one of my favorite characters that i've never actually played a game as so i'm really excited to pick this up when the crash insane trilogy was announced i was like I hope they do spyro because people always associate crash with spyro as kind of those ps1 mascots so I'm super excited. One thing I want to bring up, not coming to Switch right away, is yeah, coming weird. to Xbox One right away. Yeah. That's it's an interesting really move. weird. It would sell so well on Switch. Plus, I want it on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I'm still undecided what I'm going to do about that. I'll probably just get it on my PS4. Uh, but it's, it's probably going to be a fair amount of time. This isn't like, oh, yeah, a month or two. Like We're probably talking a good couple of months at the very least before yeah. that comes out to Switch. And maybe Zach and I will buy a shared copy on PS4, and then I'll just buy it on Switch when it comes out a year later. All right. But, yeah, I'm also probably just going to get Crash for myself on Switch. Just support that. Hopefully bring Spyro over. But I'm super excited. Awesome announcement. Looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love it when trailers compare the original to the new one, and this one does, like, a really cool wipe over it in the reveal trailer, and it looks super pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I never really thought about Spyro too much. It was all about crash for those two series because 
those are the games I played growing up because we had the Crash games on Xbox, and I, I thought those games were pretty decent. Uh, Wrath of Cortex, I thought was all right. So I never really thought too much about Spyro and only was introduced to him when I saw him in Skylanders, and so I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. So I haven't had any prior experience with the series, but I'm excited to give it a try. It definitely looks cool, and mm-hmm. and I want to experience yep. what people experienced back in the 90s. I think that'd be really fun. The yeah. cheetah's name was Hunter. Hunter. Okay. Okay. Hunter the cheetah. He was my favorite character. <laughs> I didn't remember his name, but Dang. just look look didn't for him. He'll name. be the best character in the game. Better I'm than Monocle Man? calling it. No, Monocle Man's probably my favorite. Money bags. <laughs> what a guy. Also, I'm just going to throw out this prediction now. This is unrelated, but I feel like coming next is Banjo-Kazooie and 2 remasters. I don't know why. I just feel like that's the next step. Uh, for kind of the resurgence of these yeah. 3D platformer uh, mascots. I feel like it's Banjo's time to do something. I yeah. remember there being a Gecko. I don't remember. It was on the PS1. Gex? Gex? Is something it? like that. I don't know I if feel that's like, right. What are you talking about with Gex? I mean, I feel like he could get a remaster. He Ooh, was a thing, I, right? I mean... Is he a thing people like? Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? You guys ever... I, I played that. that. Yeah, I, I played, played that. that game. That could get a remaster. I, I guess at this point anything's anything's possible, yeah. but with Banjo that would be interesting. I mean, it'd, it'd probably just be an Xbox One only title, right? Like I don't know. Microsoft has got to get those exclusives, and Rare is their own developer. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I wonder. I, I almost wish that they're just like, yeah, we're sharing the love with all these remasters. I mean, Crash is coming to Switch Man. and Xbox. Spyro's gonna be on Xbox. So come on, Microsoft, give Nintendo fans Banjo back. We need them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if that happens, I'd be curious what Microsoft does because with these old games, the original developers are generally gone or not affiliated with any one company, but Rare still is. Mm-hmm. So that's a rare thing. Yeah. yeah. They're also yeah. working on Sea of Thieves, trying to get content. That's that a game. gross. So. Spyro. I, I hope they do. Is Spyro Insomniac originally? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm See, pretty sure. Because Insomniac is still a PlayStation only developer. Mm-hmm. They still are today. They're doing Spider Man. So yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see um, if. When Banjo gets remastered in 2020, if it comes to other platforms. All right, our last news story for this week is more of a public service announcement. Uh, People's Nintendo Switches have been getting bricked by using third-party docks, chargers, and other accessories. Uh, So there's one specific a third-party dock that's kind of just like a a slot that you place the Switch in. You can still see the screen. It's really small. But basically, uh, from my understanding, it's an outdated version of USB-C that the Nintendo Switch's official cables are updated versions of, and it's overcharging the unit. So some people's aren't powering on at all anymore, some people's are flashing on and off continuously, and some are still usable in docked mode, um, while others uh, just don't work in handheld mode, and some are completely non-functional. So this is just our warning to you. Please, just use Nintendo products. I've never been one to use third-party Sketch, like power adapters controllers anything memory cards anything like that so just go with the official stuff it's a little bit more expensive but i paying the extra five or ten bucks is uh, worth saving your three hundred dollar console yeah. especially in this case because it used to be oh i don't want to buy that controller it's freaking disgusting looking but mm-hmm. now i'm like yeah don't buy that it'll break your console possibly yeah that is way scarier yeah I'd be so upset if a Mad Cat's controller just ended my PS4. <laughs> oh, that'd be devastating. I think it'd be even crazier that Mad Cats would make a PS4 controller at this point. I think they were nah. under. Yeah. All right. Oh. I do have a Mad Cat's GameCube memory card that no. is bigger than all the other memory cards. It's always weird because PS2 does the same thing. The manufactured by Sony ones are like 8 megabytes. And then you get... Uh, aftermarket stuff and like 164 megs like whoa yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah. sony didn't release anything besides those small ones mm-hmm. but then i've heard that those can be kind of hit or miss with like corrupting data so i'm like i'm just not gonna go there i'll just get the i think that's just yeah. kind of the rule of thumb with a lot of beyond this. good and evil needed 50 blocks to save i don't know what a block is it's a mystery it's a nintendo unit <laughs> it's a cube um, but it needed 50 that, blocks yeah. to save and my my memory card would only have like 30 blocks if i completely freed it up what really? and so yeah i went over to a friend and i borrowed it from him uh his third party memory card i plugged it in and it's like yeah i got 2041 open blocks i'm like okay yeah. <laughs> i have 
I have two uh, Nintendo ones and one by like Intech. And I do remember that the one, the Intech has more room, but two, it's got this stupid elongated end, which means you can't put it in any of the. My Mad Cat's one is about twice as long as my I hate it. cards. It's stupid. Because then you have to carry it around separately. It's so dumb. I always just placed it in the box next to the memory card <laughs> slot. Yeah. Do Anyways. You, do just... you think they're called blocks because it's a GameCube and you can just have blocks fill up a cube evenly? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, maybe that's where it started, but on the Wii, Wii U, and 3DS, and DS, it's all still called blocks. Huh. Can you imagine if the PS4 was like, yeah, yeah on the back, instead of gigabytes, it's just 12 blocks. Yeah, just 12 blocks. Yeah, well, that was that wasn't stations. a time where like sizes of memory were a lot less like integrated yeah. to our lives, like phones and computers yeah. and stuff like that. But it's weird because his my friend's memory card is 128 megs i'm like yeah. is that 128 blocks i plug it in it's over 2000 what is a I don't block know. <laughs> what can you just block? look up the conversion rate <laughs> online it's like we inches should. to feed blocks to yeah. megabytes yeah i'm gonna do some research right now anyways that's all that's all for our news this week yeah Kevin. yeah just don't don't buy third-party stuff just go through official and then you won't have to deal with bricked consoles yep that, that's the rule of thumb there <laughs> but now we are going to do our Ode 2 segment, and uh, this week, Ode, to, Ode consoles. to consoles. Yeah, Ode to our favorite video game consoles of all time. I want to start with you, Zach. Because Logan's looking at block measurements. That is fair, yeah. He's, right. uh, he's a little bit preoccupied trying to figure okay. out the conversion See, rate. I can't figure out what a block is, but I do know now that the color of the memory card is the size that it is, and I just never thought about oh. that my whole life. Because I had a white one, and I had a gray one from Animal Crossing that was like yep. specifically for Animal yep, Crossing. Yep, there's gray, white, and black. Uh, and and then gray is 512 kilobytes. <laughs> How many blocks is that? Uh, let's see. Bla- oh, 59. Is five fifty nine blocks five hundred twelve kilobytes, two megs is two hundred fifty one blocks, and eight megs is one thousand nineteen blocks. Okay, that's really weird. So huh, what a weird conversion that <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So yes. Okay. Ode to consoles, Zach. What do you got? So my favorite console is oddly enough the best selling console of all time. Yeah. Do you know what it is? The Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn. Saturn. The Sega Dreamcast. I love Sega. Sonic (laughs) is... Okay, we're done. It's the PlayStation 2. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. I'm the Sony guy here. Not anybody else. I know we all have eventually gone over to Sony. I know you're still holding on to that Nintendo dream or whatever. That's Nintendo's nothing compared to Sony. And the PlayStation... I'm sorry. Wow, you are going hard (laughs) on this. I love Nintendo. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I turned into more of an attack than a reasoning. But the PlayStation 2 was my first uh, console that originally belonged to me. It didn't belong to my grandparents. It didn't belong to my parents or my brother. It was just the one that was sitting in my room and I was free to play whenever I had the time to play it. So um, I eventually built up such a collection that I had this huge stack of games in my room that rivaled like nearly my height. As a child, I wasn't very tall, but it was a crazy amount of games, and I would just play. I would just cycle through these games, and eventually, I played so many PS2 games that it just has to be my favorite console of all time because it's probably one of the consoles that I put the most time into overall, and a good portion of my favorite, my top ten favorite games of all time do come from the PS2 because uh, Shadow the Colossus, my favorite game of all time. Uh, Tekken 4 was on the list, Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, just the GTA games didn't make my top 10, but I really had a good time with San Andreas and Vice City and stuff like that, you know, just, I've got great memories of every PS2 game I've ever played, I don't remember a bad PS2, well, actually, it was this one I can think of, it's like, I, <laughs> I don't remember, oh, wait, wait. There, there was a single there bad was, PS2 game there was in this a sea w- of like 13,000 okay. games. After I say the premise, you might agree with me, because it was this weird WWF racing game, where they would, they were in cars, and they would like battle each other in like this derby uh, kind of stuff. I don't remember what like it was called. It sounds like it could called. be weirdly entertaining, I but played, if they pull it off wrong, I played it a fair amount. And it was weird because they had this the, their own like cars and it was like. Do you mean WWE wrestling? WWE. It used to be WWF. When oh, the game I didn't came know out. that. Yeah, World oh. Wrestling Federation, but Federation? they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation, so they became <laughs> WWE. That's incredible. They made the worldwide or yeah entertainment. So um, <laughs> that's so good. I didn't know you didn't know that. That's why no. I said WWF. No. Um, but uh, 
Sorry. Okay. So overall, take out of this the PS2, um, Sony overall, PS2 favorite console of all time. Probably will be until I die. That's all I got to say about that. Were you uh, so much of a fanboy that you went out and bought the PS3 on launch for seven hundred dollars? Absolutely. Was it not. I think it was six hundred fifty. six hundred dollars. Still ridiculous. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. I remember when I bought my PS3. It was like two thousand eleven. Oh, that's later, like yeah. that's like four or five years after it came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait for that thing to drop in price. Absurdity. I think I bought a yeah. Wii in two thousand eight, so that probably helped me out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Best selling console of all time is Zach's favorite. Oh, so it's not related. It's because, <laughs> it's because it's the best. Now it's because you're mainstream. I'm mainstream. So my favorite console of all time is also one of the best selling <laughs> ever. It sold not quite as well as the PS2, about 140 million units less than the just PS2. Minuscule amounts. Yeah, it sold just over 12 million worldwide, and that is the Nintendo Wii U is my favorite console. That hurts to hear. Of all time. It doesn't though. It does. It's gross. It's not that convince gross. me why it's your favorite. Here's alright, there are a lot of reasons as to why it's my favorite. First of all, so I was a big Nintendo fan. Uh, I had an Xbox 360 at the same time. So that's where I could get any third party I was interested in. Mm -hmm. But Nintendo first party titles have always been my favorite. And the Wii U has an awesome collection of Nintendo first party titles. While no one else was there, Nintendo was still pumping out games for their well, own thing. Until the end. Out. <laughs> until it the slowed end. to a trickle. Yeah, until <laughs> the end when they moved everything to Switch. But for the first four years, it was like... The thing had a four-year lifespan. Uh, it had a it had a five-year life cycle, four and a half. Yeah. So I guess for the first three years, let's say <laughs> there were some great first-party titles: Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, Smash Wii U is my second favorite game of all time. Splatoon is awesome. We got HD remasters of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, which are super fun. The Paper Mario game is better than people probably think after how bad Sticker Star was, and then there's definitely more. Uh, that I'm forgetting, but I love the first party offerings. Captain Toad, Yoshi's Woolly World, just really, really fun games. A lot of multiplayer, uh, a lot of games I plowed through with my sister that we 100%ed when there was nothing else to play. Uh, Earthbound is my favorite game of all time, and that was first made legally available for the first time since the Super Nintendo on the Wii U. And so my top two favorite games of all time I played on the Wii U. So from a software standpoint, that's why it's my favorite. Uh, like we talk about Smash Brothers again. Just this weekend, we had seven people over here in the apartment, and we played Smash Four for like two hours together, and that was a blast. Uh, did you have fun, Zach? I did. Yeah. I I won once, and that was as Sonic. as Sonic. And yes, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, I got fourteen kills as Sonic. Uh, I was Super Sonic for my final Smash, and I was just wasting people. I love that final Smash. Anyways, from more of like a life standpoint, the Wii U is also my favorite because. This, a month after the Wii U came out, Nintendo Power ended, and I had been a lifelong subscriber to Nintendo Power. And so for the first time ever, this really forced me to uh, get my news elsewhere. I went on to IGN, which I still look at every single day today, and that's where that started. It was after Nintendo Power stopped, uh, and this allowed me to learn a lot more about video game history, other consoles, other franchises that haven't been available on Nintendo since that's all I ever had until the 360. And so that's really where I went from a Nintendo gamer, I would say, to a knowledgeable gamer about everything was during the Wii U era. And because the Wii U had so little software, it allowed me to explore other titles, both on like PC and on 360. And I started listening to a Nintendo podcast. Shout out to Nintendo Voice Chat from 2012 to 2016. Jose Otero was the host. He now works in Nintendo. That man had to fill an hour every week when there was nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. It was honestly impressive. Looking back now at some of the crazy topics he had them talk about, the show was always awesome. And it's kind of what kept me as a Nintendo fan going. Uh, and so that is really where I was inspired to start journalism and podcasting myself was during that Wii U era. So when I think about when the biggest point of transition was for me as a gamer, it's when I had the Wii U. So that's why it's my favorite. It, was, it definitely was my most formative console <laughs> as a gamer. How weird is it to uh, to think back now that you have a PS4 and a Switch that gets constant new games that you want to play? Think back to the Wii U where you're like, what is happening? Yeah. What, what do yeah. I have to play? So I remember I was at Fred Meyer at a store shopping for one of my friend's birthday. I was about to go uh, to their birthday party the next day. Pokken Tournament had come out the day before. And I saw it there and I'm like, 
I don't want it. Yeah. And then I just bought it. Yep. Because I, <laughs> I, have, else. I have barely played that game, but there was so little coming out. And it's like, oh, I'll get it. It looked, The cover's pretty cool. <laughs> it was fun for a while, but I, it just wasn't my thing. We should play it, Zach. If you like Tekken, we should. Have you ever played Pokken? Uh, no, I haven't. I saw some gameplay, but it didn't look like it was my speed. We should try it. We okay. should try it once. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's crazy now that i have two consoles getting constant support it's crazy not finding time at all for all the games that i have um but it's definitely a better place to be well in. yes mm-hmm. yes to, to have all those options yeah a couple for of sure. hyrule warriors is actually surprisingly a fun game on wii u uh i my sister played this and loved it i never did um tokyo mirage session sharp yeah. effie that game I was, she loved yeah. that you guys would probably really oh like yeah i'd really enjoy it i'm just not yeah. gonna get a wii u for it yeah <laughs> so I'll always have a soft spot for the Wii U. We're the few, the proud, the Wii U owners. So yeah, I love that thing. All right. I also went with a Nintendo console, but first, shout out to the original Xbox and the Xbox 360. Those are right up there as my favorites. The Xbox was one of the first consoles that I played because I would go over to my friend's house and play that all the time. We'd play all the Halo games. There were a, a Splashdown was a jet ski game that we played. Oh, yeah. A lot of there was an ATV game that we played, uh, like racing games. Um, that was when I really started playing games for the first time on the Xbox, and I also have a lot of really good memories of the Xbox 360. That was the first console I bought with my own money, so it holds a special place in my heart. Viva Pinata is one of my favorite games of all time, and that was on the 360. But I have to go with the first console that I ever had for myself, and that was the Nintendo GameCube. I had wanted a console for so many years because just going over to friends' houses and playing them, I never uh, got the chance to have my own. But um, one birthday, I was given a Nintendo GameCube, and it was, like, life-changing to me. I just remember I had two games for it. I had a Scooby-Doo game, and I had a SpongeBob game. Now, the SpongeBob game was the movie game, and that was pretty decent. I don't think the Scooby-Doo one was very good. but I feel like I, every SpongeBob game was a good game. I Battle for Bikini so Bottom too. and the movie game were... Some of the other ones are kind okay. of like... Lights, Camera, Pants yeah. is amazing. I enjoyed no that one game. Ever I enjoyed no, that game quite great. a bit. <laughs> Lights, Camera, Pants is awesome. It was pretty good. Yeah. Those games go on at least two minutes longer than they should. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nolan North was in Lights, Camera... Was he Spongebob? <laughs> I think it was the announcer. Someone famous was the announcer, <laughs> wow. and I don't remember who it was, but I feel like it was Nolan North. Weird. Yeah. Um, feel free to look that up. I will. <laughs> um, but those are the first two games I had for it, and then the... The slew of other awesome games I got to play on that thing, whether it be uh, Super Mario Sunshine or Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, Luigi's Mansion, any of the sports games that came out on that, Mario Kart, Mario Baseball, Mario Strikers, Animal Crossing was out on that thing. Uh, A bunch of Harvest Moon games that I played. I always loved Wonderful Life when I was growing up, and I got to play that on my GameCube. There were so many games that I absolutely love from the GameCube era, and I think that it that your favorite console is most likely going to be the one that you really, you know, formed as a gamer. I think that's where we all were, whether it yep. be the PS2, Wii U, or the GameCube. Yeah. Um, but just getting those experiences and just being like, yeah, this is this is my console. That experience yeah. is uh, is really life-changing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll always love my GameCube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if my first one broke and I had to buy another that's one. That's really sad. Yeah. yeah, I just brought a GameCube back up to school from home when I was last there, and I love having it here. Yeah. It's when I'm playing Beyond Good and Evil on. Booted up Melee for a while. But yeah, to what you were saying, the Wii U, I didn't mention this, it's also the first console that was ever mine. Like, I bought, like, we, I remember going to the store after Nintendo's E3 presentation in 2013 when they announced Smash, Mario Kart, Mario 3D World. I'm like, I need all three of those games. And I went and bought one with my dad. So that was the first one that was ever really mine and not like the family console, right. also. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a completely different experience. Like, yeah, this is my console, and you just form those attachments to those games, whether for maybe any of the Mario games or Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing. I put so much time into Animal Crossing. I oh, yeah. built the whole house uh, yeah. all the way up to the top, and I would remember a friend would come over, and we'd pop in both of our memory cards, and we'd get all the fruit so that we could make bank off of those because yep. that was the best way to it make was, money. It was, yep. Uh, catching so many sea bass all the time. Sea bass everywhere. But, yeah, I spent so much time on that GameCube. Just so many good memories with that thing and so many good games, too. Yeah. Yeah. I love my GameCube, too. I'm sad for when Smash Switch comes out. Very hyped for that game, but that's all that's keeping my Wii U alive right now. And it's my oh, favorite yeah. system. But I know 
when Smash comes out on Switch, that Wii U will be shelved for a long time. Unless it sucks. Unless it's another Melee Brawl situation. I'm like, yeah, going back to the other one. So I liked Brawl. I know you did. <laughs> That's okay. I just want that out I there. used to like it, and oh. then I got pretty burnt out on it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I'm still looking for Nolan North. Oh, yeah. See. They don't have a cast list for Lights, Camera, Hands. <laughs> I can't find one. Seriously, though, like, uh, a friend of mine bought that game, like, You are correct. Ago. You are Nolan correct, Nolan Zach. North? Oh. Nolan North is Gil Hammerstein, yep. the announcer <laughs> in Lights, Camera, Pants. I didn't even make that connection when I heard that. That does not sound like Nolan North whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I you? thought. I Wait, don't you see the credits. Okay. I don't actually remember how I found that out, but it's been in the recesses of my brain ever since, and I've just shared it with you Nolan now. Nolan North used to be in a lot of crap before he got his break. Oh, oh yeah, good. I mean, that's that's how it is for I'm, a lot of yeah voice I'm, actors in games. You just get a bunch of small stuff. I didn't even, know Nolan North was Desmond from Assassin's Creed. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember that. It's like everything. <laughs> he I, is. It's either him or Troy Baker. I assume yeah. that Lights, Camera, Pants was his breakout role. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved that game. Yeah, yeah. not Uncharted two no. years later. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was the best idea in the world to make those mini games three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> because because the games are fun and then they get really really boring. <laughs> I just remember playing as a kid. And oh yeah, yeah, bored. it's totally okay. fine. Yeah, yeah fine. But for me, uh, back when we played this, I was, I think I was 20. I was like, <laughs> oh, this <laughs> isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Uh, those are our favorite consoles. And before we end it off, just going through some games that are coming out next week. It's a bit of this uh, upcoming week. It's a bit of a light week before we get into the big stuff in the following week, whether that be God of War, Labo, Yakuza 6. A lot of stuff is coming out uh, that next week, so it's a little bit light. You've got The Bunker on Switch, Glaive Brick Breaker on PC, Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality on, Great uh, on PS4. Great name, Virtual Rickality. <laughs> yeah, really good. Super Daryl Deluxe on Switch. Extinction is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Masters of Anima on Switch. Bomb Slinger on Switch. And then there's a couple of other smaller Switch titles. Don't Starve, Switch Edition, Burly Men at Sea, uh, Super Sario Fly. So there's just a bunch of smaller Switch titles and, and whatnot for this week to get you ready for the next week when a bunch of big stuff comes so out. So many games on Switch every week. It's yeah, ridiculous. Because there's like, yeah, so much indie support. Yeah. That's where they're getting awesome. all their third party stuff. And now the bigger third parties are coming back. Yeah. Now that it's doing well. But, uh,. Anything from that list catch your, catch your attention? <laughs> yeah, Bomb Slinger is one you mentioned coming to Switch. That's like Bomberman crossed with a roguelike. Uh, so you go through these randomly generated Bomberman-esque screens. But if you die, you have to start from the beginning. But the levels will change. You'll keep some of your upgrades. And the point is replayability, just like a Binding of Isaac or something like that. So okay. that one looks pretty interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, keep an eye on that, I guess. And if there's any other games, I mean... Have at it with all those Switch games. Yeah. All those indie Switch I'm sure games. you have a backlog too, but it's nice to support indie developers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I am a fan of Don't Starve, so I do recommend checking it out if you want to play a game where you have to survive very perilous uh, nights and scary. It really induced my anxiety. You know, I'm not, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even be recommending this <laughs> because this game really just messed with my mind, but if you do want to check it out, I do recommend it. It was pretty fun. Cool. All right. That about does it for us. Any final thoughts from you guys before we end it off? Go buy a Wii U. Don't. Don't. Go buy a Switch. Everything Switch. is on Switch. Everything. Especially when Smash comes out. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Uh, the PS2 may have been my favorite, but I've loved every console I've ever played, so no hate here. Here we go. Except for the hate that you spewed <laughs> earlier. That was that I think was he's vile. apologizing. For I'm right sorry. Now. I, I love every console. <laughs> That does it for us on Ode to Games. Apologies for the delay on this episode. We'll be back to uh, the Friday schedule this coming week, so be sure to be ready for that on iTunes or any other podcast app that you use to listen to the show. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games, and you can send us an email at odetogamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys on Friday.